Well, you know what they say. They say college football is a very fun game. And that was true this weekend in a lot of ways. And I want to talk about all the fun stuff, but I can't, man. I can't start with that. Why? Because yesterday at about oh, 4.30, I get a call from Cade Daniels, and he says, I don't know what to do with my myself anymore. You sounded more frantic than I've ever heard you sound in your entire life. Why were you so upset yesterday after that? I'm, I'm generally the – the guy that has hope, and I think I've just lost all hope in Arkansas football right now. I know, man. I don't even want to talk about. It. They're not even relevant to national stuff. You know what I mean? But I mean, we got to talk. We get. I. I just. I'm with you, man. That game yesterday <laughs> against A and M. It was 34. What was it 34-22, A and M over Arkansas. But that score is not indicative of that game at all, man. I, total domination. I saw a drive where Arkansas went three and out and all three plays were for negative yardage. It was one of the saddest things I've ever seen in my life. Ethan, you were at the game. Can you give us your take real quick on what was going on? Yeah. I mean, there's about 50 different just depressing stats. I can get, I can start rattling off if you want them. I mean, let's start with the Texas A&M had more tackles for loss yardage than Arkansas had yardage in the second oh. half. Oh. <laughs> um, Let's talk about how KJ Jefferson had zero passing yards between like the first and fourth quarters. Oh, um, but I mean, let's not, I mean, it's the offensive line, really. How about Arkansas missing nine consecutive third down tries? Oh, I'm dead. It was inside. ugly. It was ugly. There's no way to sugarcoat it. That was the ugliest 12 point loss I've ever seen. I have no clue how it was 12 points. I mean, it really could have been a lot worse. Oh, man, I just I, – I don't know what to do with myself anymore, man. I actually contemplated. I was like, you know, should I just give up on college football after watching that game? That's what they do to you, man. That's what they do to you. I just – I I don't know what to do. I might just I might just stop being on this podcast and let you guys just take over. I, I think that would be okay. And you know what the funny thing is? Next week, I'm going to watch him play Ole Miss. I'm going to enjoy myself, win or lose, and then I'm going to be like a broken record and just talk like this over and over again until the end of time. Let's switch over real quick, though, to a better football game. LSU-Ole Miss, in my opinion, game of the week. Ole Miss 55, LSU 49. Ole Miss had 706 total yards of offense. LSU had 637. Jackson Dart, Jaden Daniels went off. Do we consider this a big-time win for Lane Kiffin? Yes, I think that's it might be his biggest win, especially at Ole Miss. I mean, that was the criticism even going into this game was he hasn't had that that marquee win. And LSU was – I know they lost to Florida State early, but people were saying this is the best team in the SEC West. And so Lane Kiffin finally gets it done. Uh, me and Cade actually saw each other this morning in Little Rock at church. We were talking to an LSU fan, and he said he misses, uh, what, special teams and defense? Is that what he said this morning? Yeah, he said he misses less miles when LSU would win games. And the defense and special teams combined would have contributed like 10 points. Ah, so, you know, give me 14,000 yards of total offense every time, every every game of the week. I'll tell you what's really sad is in the past, I've kind of like justified like the other way around with Arkansas, like to justify why a team is good because of how they played Arkansas or something. But now I'm like, I watch that game. I'm like, oh, LSU must just be really bad because they let Arkansas hang out, hang within three I'm convinced that LSU just makes other teams' offenses look a lot better than they actually are. Arkansas, I mean, I mean, we saw what they did against A&M on offense. So, I mean, 
Yeah, that's a that's a bad defense by LSU. Definitely not going to win any sort of championship in that realm for sure. Did you guys watch the Notre Dame Duke game? Oh yeah. Oh man, what a great game! Duke played yeah. phenomenally. I mean, they were fired up. Sam Hartman on that fourth and thirteen scramble to get that first down. That was incredible to set up the touchdown to go ahead and touchdown. Uh, and then what a brutal way for Duke to lose that game. They have enough time to try and score a touchdown. But on the first play of their drive, maybe second, Myers Lynn, not Myers, I keep doing it. Myers Leonard is not the name of this guy. What is his name? Riley Leonard, excuse me. Riley Leonard uh, gets sacked, fumbles the ball, and hurts his ankle. Did anybody see what the injury was? I, he was on crutches after the game. Does anybody know what? He was on crutches regardless, which is an, ankle injury. Hey, we, as soccer players, honey, we know about that for sure. Uh, I know it's not season injury season ending but i'm not sure what it is it's probably like a probably like a sprain or something like that you know saquon barkley in the nfl had that high grade sprain but he's only gonna be out two weeks or something like that i think he's been out for three weeks regardless i digress i i think though talking about sam hartman and how he kind of led notre dame to a win uh who do we think is are the front runners for the heisman right now who's our who's our heisman picks at the moment michael Penix, is it junior or is he like a third or something he's junior all right, I'm going with him. I just like his name. I like the Huskies. And this is the weirdest college football season because, you know, I'm like, it's going to be a Pac-12 player. Like, no doubt. it's The Heisman's going to the Pac-12. Name me one other person who's even in contention right now who's not in the Pac-12. Quinn Ewers, Texas. I agree, though. Like, There's a, there's a potential there's going to be three Pac-12 quarterbacks and then some other fourth quarterback from a different league. Bo Nix. People are Oregon is paying for his Heisman campaign. Mm-hmm. They had people just holding out signs at game day yesterday. That was wild. Um, Caleb Williams, who is still every time I see a Caleb Williams highlight, his feet are never set. He's just throwing absolute darts with with bad bad footwork. It's incredible. And then Michael Penix Jr., who they survived last night against Arizona. And then yeah, those are your three guys. And then who's your fourth? Uh, you know, you could go. With the Florida State quarterback, like you're saying, you could go Quinn Ewers. You could go Sam Hartman. I think those are kind of your three other ones at the moment. Can I throw another name in the Heisman mix? I don't know if he's actually in it, but please. Um, DJ Ogugalele or whatever. I mean, DJU? I mean, I'm just throwing him in there because the Beavers are, I mean, the Beavers are for real. Hey, they beat Utah pretty handily. Man, here was me thinking Utah was good. I picked the Utes this week, man. Oregon State might be my spirit animal Pac-12 team. You're a beaver, like, huh? I loved everything about that environment and that game. The chainsaw foam fingers, the stadium looked awesome, even though it only seats like 35,000. The helmets were impeccable, and I was just like, wow, this is this is a great football environment. A nice, you're a big Friday night football guy, aren't you, Dave? I'll take it whenever I can get it. Friday night college football is a very weird thing to experience. It just doesn't feel right. Here's the thing. We got three SEC teams that are still undefeated, and they're all in the East. Georgia, Kentucky, who blew out Florida this weekend, and Missouri. Missouri's still there. Georgia, though, I'm saying they're beatable, and we finally have parity in college football. Kentucky's coming up, and we'll talk about this game a little bit more later, but Kentucky and Georgia play this week. I mean, that's got huge implications to it. Do we have any idea if Kentucky can actually win this game? The answer is not no. <laughs> the 
The answer is not no. Hey, spoiler alert. What? I mean, is this a game we're going to pick? It is a game we're going to pick. I'm not saying pick the game, but I'm just, you know, what do they have to do? What do they have to do to win? You know what I mean? Like, oh, they got to run the football. Oh, they got to pass the football. Oh, they got to score more points than the other team. That's that's what I'm trying to get at here. But we can – we'll talk about it later. Oh, West Virginia, the Mountaineers, guys. Neil Brown was supposed to be – he was on the hot seat starting the year. They're 4-1. and one. I don't know if you guys have seen their schedule, but there's real implications for a 10-win West Virginia team that's in the Big 12 championship. Can you believe that? Nothing is surprising this year, I feel like. It's just the wild, wild west. I was watching that game, and uh, one of the West Virginia players got injured like pretty bad. And I guess the TCU fans thought he was faking, and so they are booing him. But then the medical staff brought out an air cast for his leg, and the announcer was like, like I'm not okay with this. Like This guy's actually hurt, and, and they're booing him. Hey, I'm just going to say, TCU fans – classless at this point every time i every time i hear something about tcu fans are either booing a guy that's injured or effing a coach or whatever and so that sounded weird telling a coach to go f off is what i'm is what i meant trying to keep it as clean as possible over here all right now is the time where we got to talk about iowa and michigan state's drive chart okay you talk about special teams and defense this game was right up your alley man Let's look at this. Let's look at this drive chart real quick. And this is from the this is from the first half. Iowa field goal, Michigan State punt. Iowa punt, Michigan State field goal. Iowa punt, Michigan State field goal. Iowa punt, Michigan State interception. Iowa touchdown, Michigan State punt. Iowa punt, Michigan State field goal. Michigan State interception. Iowa fumble and return for a touchdown. Iowa interception. Michigan State downs, Iowa field goal, Michigan State punt. It keeps going, by the way. I'm almost done. Iowa punt, Michigan State miss field goal, Iowa punt, Michigan State punt, Iowa punt, Michigan State punt. My goodness, what a time to be alive. And the 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 race to 325 for Brian Ferentz, he's low now. He's got to average, what, 27, 28 points a game now to to keep his job at the end of the year? I think it's still 26. I was listening to some commentary on it, and I think I think going into this game that he had to average 26, and they hit 26. So he just has to continue to average 26. Right, but some of those points were not – wait, am I making this up? Only 19 of those were actual offensive points. So is it only – is it does is the offense the one that has to score twenty five points a game, or can the team just average twenty five points a game for him to keep his job? My understanding was the team just had to get the points. Didn't matter how. <laughs> I mean, they still won. They handled Michigan State. Michigan State's a broken team at this point. Well, quick Biff Posey update: Charlotte loses to SMU, thirty four and sixteen. Biff and the boys are one and four. By the way, Georgia State lost big time to Troy. Did you guys see that? Twenty eight to seven. Troy handled it, man. The Georgia State magic is over. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Did you pick that game last week? We did. We did. We'll pick it. Oh, sweet. I think I picked Troy for like no reason. Good call, buddy. Good <laughs> call. You keep that. You keep that in your in your trophy case there. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I haven't uh, kept up with the standings the last couple of weeks. I just these Arkansas losses have me dead inside, and so I can't. I can't function. Luke Hass. Everybody talked to. 
Sorry, I'm back on my soapbox here. Luke Haas, everybody comes in talking about, oh, this is the best freshman tight end in the the country. You know what happens on his first catch? Broken clavicle out for the season. Oh, my goodness. Just an unlucky, just an unlucky team. How do we, how are we still alive? Ethan, though, like, what is, seriously, what was your thought process when you heard Luke Haas broken clavicle? I knew he had done something not good. The moment he came down on it and seeing the pain that he was in, I was like, oh, this is bad. This is really not good. He is, And then he gets taken into the tent like really quickly. And by the time he comes out, he's got his entire shoulder just in a sling. I'm like, yeah, we got something broken. It's over. It's over. I don't want to talk about Arkansas football. Forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, I do want to talk about, though, EPA. Does anybody know what EPA is? Time to get in school, people. I'm about to teach you. EPA, expected points added, right? So what does this mean? A team goes on offense. Every play determines your expected points added for that drive, right? So if you get, say, first first down, you lose four yards, your expected points that you are expected to get on that drive goes down. If you get positive yards, like I think plus four on first down, that really – amps up your EPA more than just about any play. I say this to say, I thought it was interesting because Brent Venables talked about this. He was talking about EPA and how important it is to a team. He said the most important stat for a team's offensive success is first down success. And so, first off, very interesting coming from a guy like Brent Venables, who's a, who was just a defensive stalwart at Oklahoma – or not, excuse me, Oklahoma at Clemson – under Dabo Sweeney, you see him embracing this stuff. You see him trying to win in the margins, trying to get the edge where he can. And I think it opens up a bigger conversation. And it's not just analytics. It's not just stats. It's NIL. It's transfer portal, that kind of thing. At some point, you have to embrace the change to be successful in college football, right? And so – I just don't understand why sometimes like teams don't embrace analytics. They don't embrace transfer portal or something like that. I don't really have a conversation with this one. I'm just more like, (laughs) I'm just speaking out loud here. I just thought it was a fascinating thing for that guy to be like, we're going to embrace analytics. It's almost like you have to embrace that the analytics of going for it on fourth and one in your own side of the field is 0 for 3 this year. So maybe punted. (laughs) <laughs> you, might, you might be right going back to Arkansas Tech. Well, that's the thing, too. I was thinking about that. Like, do the analytics in that moment tell you to punt or do they not tell you to punt? Because it seems like you would not punt in that situation or you would punt in that situation. Excuse me. I'm just saying embrace analytics. Kate, are you an, You seem like a guy that might not be in analytics. That I might not be? You don't seem like an analytics guy to me. You seem like a really old school dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm probably a, a hybrid. <laughs> um, I think I go from the gut sometimes. I right? mean, I think I would like to go fourth and one a lot, but I would do that not from the shotgun like certain teams that we shall not name <laughs> like to do. Yeah, that's the main thing. Honey, what's your thoughts on analytics? It was advanced stats. Do we embrace them? Do we say get rid of them? It's all about X's and O's and heart. I would probably be an analytics sort of coach. Look at the numbers. Look at how we're playing. 
based on stats, see, I feel like you can see what works, what doesn't, and play around with it there. Numbers don't lie, people. Man, I feel like numbers don't lie. I feel like we're looking for the Oakland A's right now, Billy Bean and Peter Brand. Here's my thing with analytics. I don't care if the analytics in the moment are telling you like, oh, go for it on fourth and one from your side of the field. It's a good chance. What are the analytics of if you don't get this and you give this team that your defense cannot stop 40 yards to work with, what are those analytics that they're going to score a touchdown and go ahead by two scores? You got to look at risk versus reward, I feel like. Like the risk is, okay, maybe we could pick up a first down on our side of the field and keep a drive going, even though there's been nothing that's led us to believe that this is going to actually happen. That's the that's the reward. Maybe we string together a drive and pull close. The risk is literally like our defense can't stop air right now. Like, what are we doing? I don't know. As you can see, we've been broken by the Arkansas Razor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You're at me like, but like, here's the thing. Fourth and one. The analytics say over a 50% chance that you're going to convert, right? So what you would take that as? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> – I digress, man. I digress. Oh, I just want to say one quick thing. Almost brought to tears a couple of days ago, knowing we have Washington versus Oregon in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be the game of the year. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. Michael Penix, Bo Nix, offense all over the place, and pretty stout defenses by the by those both teams. So – just want to say, everybody, keep an eye on Washington versus Oregon. That's going to be maybe national championship implications or playoff implications with that game. Let's get right into picks, guys. Again, like I said, I don't know what our records are right now. I'll, I'll at some point do the math on all that, but I'm sure you guys have some sort of idea of where you're at right now. Honey, do you have any idea where you're at right now as far as picking games? I definitely feel like I have a losing record, so – <laughs> yeah, I, I suck. I've I've I think I've gone like two and six the last three weeks. And I'm sure I'm sure you guys know what you've been doing. And guys, that's all based off of the analytics. So it's all based off of analytics. You're exactly right. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure yeah, you guys are looking at the FPI, the football power index to see who's gonna win this game. But yeah, I yeah, I'm sucking this year. But we have a lot of good games. We have a lot of good games to talk about, people. And the first one is the Red River – is it Shootout? Is it Red River Showdown? Is it Red River Rivalry? I think I've heard all three of those at one point. What is the name of the Oklahoma versus Texas rivalry game? Red River Showdown. Red River Showdown. Okay. I swear at some point it was the shootout. Am I making that up? Am I having like a Mandela effect no, thing going on? You're right? not. I, I think it says according to the Google machine – the rivalry is also commonly referred to as Red River Shootout, oh, or the alternatively Red River River Rivalry. All right, we need to just pick a name and go with it, okay? And we're Red River. Red River. <laughs> I think Showdown is the official. <laughs> we're gonna go with Red River Showdown then. Oklahoma versus Texas. Uh, clearly, the best two teams in the in the in the Big Twelve. Who do we like in this one, Cade? I'm going Texas. I think they've just played better opponents. Oklahoma has looked very good, and the reality is like anything can happen in a rivalry game, but I'm going Texas. Like Kate said, anything can happen in a rivalry game, um, but I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Um, just having a loss of 49-0 to zero last year, I think can spark something in you. 
Yeah, they're uh, sorry. My my heart tells me to go with Oklahoma. <laughs> okay. Yeah, the Red River rivalry is always a good one. Um, it's always a good one, even if it's 49-0. But I have faith in the Longhorns. Why? Because I think Kansas is good. And they handle Kansas. But this is a hard one because I feel like OU, we just don't have anything to go off of right now. So. Yeah, I mean they're yeah they're kind Y'all of. Y'all remember yeah. a time this year that OU has just been like this much like not talked about slash like have I seen them on TV for a snap this year? No, you know, know they're they're always they haven't been in any of the primetime games. They always seem to be in that weird like Big Twelve like ESPN Plus area or zone. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean they're kind of just they're flying under the radar right now. They're very, they're flying under the radar, kind of like uh, they kind of remind me of like Miami right now, who's. For the ACC, just kind of flying under the radar, undefeated, handling most teams. Um, so wait, who did you say you liked in this one, Ethan? Texas. I like Texas, too. I think it's going to be a close one, though. Texas has been doing this thing the last couple of weeks, and they, I mean, they even did it against Kansas, where they're going to they're gonna play close until the third quarter and then score 28 unanswered points in the fourth to make the, <laughs> to make the score look a lot better than it, than it actually was in that game. But I, I do like Texas in this one. I think it's going to be close. I really do. I think it's it's going to be a great game. But give me Texas in that one. Maryland versus Ohio State. Guys, Maryland is undefeated right now. Younger brother of Tua Tungavailoa. Does anybody know the name of the younger Tua or younger Tungavailoa? Isn't it Talia or Tal? I think it's Talia. Talia. Okay. Guys, who do we like, Maryland or Ohio State in this one? I'm going to go Ohio State. If it were at Maryland. I might actually pick them, but it's just hard in a big in a home crowd advantage. I think in a lot of these power leagues is big, so I'm gonna go with the Buckeyes. I'm also going with Ohio State. I just think their uh, their offense is playing really well together, and I don't know if Maryland's defense can handle that connection they have. You know, I really like Maryland. Have they done anything this year to make us doubt them? I mean. Their closest game was actually to our guy, Biff. Um, I think they beat Biff by 18. Florida, they beat, Biff played Florida kind of close too, though, but I don't know how we feel about Florida. I don't know where I'm going with this. But Maryland is 5-0 and right now, guys. And I think that they get bowl eligibility this weekend, and they beat Ohio State in the upset Ooh. of the year so far. You know what, Ethan? Screw it, I'm with you, man. Let's go, Maryland. The Terps. They're gonna go on the road, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna create chaos, cause chaos in, in college football. LSU, Missouri, guys, Missouri's five and zero right now. What do we do? Is it are they even a good five and zero? I I'm gonna go against what I just said about Ohio State <laughs> and not take the home team. I think I think that LSU losing is gonna help them in this game in the sense of they're gonna be fired up to play. And I think their receivers are incredible, like across the board versus Missouri really just has Luther Burden. Like, I think if you just bracket Luther Burden the whole game and make someone else beat you, I don't think Missouri is that great. Like, just their other options. So, yeah, I'm going to go LSU. Yeah, I was also going to go with LSU. Just that game last week was not. It was, I mean, they played really well. It just didn't end well for them. So, I, I think. They're going to have that fire underneath them to help them power through this game. So LSU's coming out with the win. Where did we say this game's at? 
Is that Missouri? Missouri. Sheesh. So here's the thing about LSU. They're going to make Brady Cook look like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. They make everybody look like they're great, like phenomenal. The th- and to beat LSU, you're gonna it's it's gonna have to be a shootout. You aren't gonna really stop them a ton. I don't know, man. Screw it. This time next week, we're it's gonna be sickening. But Missouri's gonna be freaking top fifteen because they somehow beat LSU. Ooh, Ethan, I'm with you, man. This game's at home. Drink is drink is being weird over there right now. They're they're. They're they're getting up for these games, man. I think they're going to be very excited. They're going to be fired up in this one. And I I think there's a chance that Luther Burden has like over 200 yards of receiving. I mean, I think he's that good. And I think LSU's secondary especially is that porous. And so give me Missouri. Give me the Missouri Tigers. 6-0. Next up we got Alabama A&M. The only two – teams with a undefeated conference record in the West right now. Cade. This game to me is very hard to pick. I mean, no, neither team to me is like a great quarterback who's going to like take over. I think at the end of the day, I'm just going off coaches and I trust Saban to be more calm, cool and collected than Jimbo Fisher. So Alabama. Roll tide, honey. So I think I'm going to go with the home team. Uh, Texas A&M. Uh, it's the only time I'll be like giggum. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. Arkansas's offensive line not great, but that's the second straight week that A&M has had 15 tackles for loss. That's they have a really good front five on defense, and they have good linebackers who go in and make it. I think Milrow is going to be on the ground a ton this game. And, I mean, Jimbo got his boys ready a few years ago with a much worse A&M team, and they beat Alabama at home. I think they do it again. I, Alabama goes down. I'm with you, honey. Oh, my gosh. Kate, are you going to be the lone guy to pick Bama in this one? Jimbo always plays up when he plays Bama no matter what, and I think he has the better team right now. And so I'm going to go with A&M. Can I point out that me and Heath have – we have both picked Ohio State, LSU, and Alabama to lose this week, and we just don't even <laughs> care anymore. We're just rolling with it. Why not? You know, if I'm right, that's cool. I uh, think we've just mentally spiraled. Listen, man, right now my my mental yeah, my mental state is not. We're not there right now. You know what I mean? And and it's a lot to do with the uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Hey, Notre Dame, Louisville, Louisville, another undefeated team. I feel like there's like so there's just so many five and zero teams right now. Louisville is one of them. Notre Dame's coming into town. Cade, I'm going Notre Dame. I think they are kind of hitting their stride after. I mean, they a tough loss and then a really tough win that they got, and I think that that will be better for them down the stretch. So Notre Dame. Yeah, I think another road test will be good for Notre Dame. So I'm also going to go with Notre Dame coming out of this with a win. There's always a team earlier in the year who's like 5 and 0 and they finish the year 5 and 7 or 6 and 6. That's Louisville this year. They're not very good. They haven't played anybody. Um and yes, I'm saying NC State and Georgia Tech is not playing anybody. Um so Notre Dame by a lot. Sam Hartman He's got one of the coolest beard hair combos I've ever seen in my life. He looks the part. He's been playing really good. 
I like Notre Dame in this one. Sorry, Louisville, but your your undefeated season is coming to an end. But they're playing well. Notre Dame's just one of the best teams in the country. Kentucky, Georgia. Oh, we finally get to talk about it. Cade. This is a big game. I think I think Kentucky will get up for this game. But at the end of the day, it's at Georgia. Georgia's been so dominant the last couple of years. So I'm going to pick the Bulldogs. I do think that Georgia is beatable. Like you said, Heath, but not in this instance with it being a home game and they've struggled a little. So I think they'll finally get themselves together and pull out a win in this one. You know, if this one was at Kentucky, I would go completely off the rails and I'd also pick Georgia to lose, throw them in with that other group. I have a tough time. Like, I just don't see a world where Kentucky goes in there and wins. But I will say, Kentucky has a good defense and, you know, Georgia's offense has not looked great this year. So if Georgia wins, I think it's going to be a low scoring. It's going to be like a weird, like 16 10 or something like that on Georgia, though. Kentucky whipped Florida. They really did. And I think if you stop, it seems like if you stop Brock Bowers, then you have a good chance of beating the Georgia Bulldogs. So, guys, call me a madman. Call me a fiend. Kentucky's going to go in there and win this game this weekend. And it's going to be low scoring, like you're saying. But I got, I got, I got the cats. Bob Stoops and the boys. They're going to be a top five team before next week. It's going to be crazy. Is it Bob Stoops? Is it Mark? Mark Stoops. Mark, Mark Stoops. <laughs> There's also a third Stoops brother. I don't know where he's at right now. I think he's an assistant at Kentucky. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. Um, and I don't even think Kentucky has a good quarterback. Like that guy has not played good at all. He was supposed to come in and be better than Will Levis, and he definitely has not been better than Will Levis. Uh, but I like Kentucky. I really do. They call me crazy. Arizona versus USC. I'm going USC. Another home game for them. Another great – I mean, Arizona, not great. So, give me USC with a lot of points. I'm also going USC. Um, having looked at the games they have played of – Losing the loss to Washington and barely beating Stanford. So I'm going to go USC. Yeah, this is another one where I don't see a world where Arizona wins. So Trojans. Why did I, you know, in hindsight, why did I pick this game? I don't even know why this is one of our (laughs) R8 games. USC is a 22-point favorite here. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go USC too. Caleb Williams is incredible. Fresno State, Wyoming, man. Fresno State. Undefeated, Wyoming, choppy, very scary to play. Kate, who do we like? Man, this is a big game, especially Mountain West Conference Championship implications, but I'm actually going to go Wyoming, even though Fresno State probably favored by most people, I think, at home for Wyoming. And Fresno State struggled against an 0-4 Nevada team last night, so or I guess a couple nights ago, but or yeah, last night. Anyways, Wyoming, go Cowboys. Yeah, I'm also going Wyoming. I had no reasoning behind it, but my heart just told me to go with Wyoming. I didn't even look at analytics or anything. Um, <laughs> you got the honey lytics going on over there. Uh, yeah, so Wyoming, Cowboys. Yeah, I got Wyoming for one reason. I'm going to give you one word that is the difference in this game. Laramie. Laramie, <laughs> Wyoming is a great home field advantage. That city loves their – is it the Cowboys? They love the Cowboys. That Cool colors. I like the yellow and brown. Yeah, so, Wyoming. Really good vibe. 
I keep wanting to call them the Vandals, but that's Idaho, right? And but they have like similar-ish colors, you know, that kind of brownish. Yeah, um, Idaho plays in the Kibby Dome. I used to play on it on NCAA. So anyways, Kibby Dome. Oh, what a what a place! Everybody, look up the Kibby Dome if you have a chance. It's a great venue, great arena, great stadium. Excuse me. Um, I'm gonna go Fresno State in this one. Bulldogs are undefeated. They're 25 in the, they're 25th in the country. Do I know anything about Fresno State? Not at all. I couldn't tell you a single player on that team. But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick them. Why? Sure. Why not? You know, you guys are picking Wyoming. I'm gonna pick Fresno State. I'm I'm surprised more people didn't pick Fresno. One thing I think is interesting is Laramie, Wyoming, is like 32,000 people, and their stadium I think holds like 30,000. So you basically just fit the whole town in Dude, the stadium. Rocks. That rocks so hard. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, that's gonna be a fun game. All right, this is this thing is about to end. So, thank you guys for for being on the the program. Sorry if I seem scatterbrained tonight. We'll get it. We'll get it back going next week. See you guys.